Uh, there is a passage in, in Romans uh, chapter uh, 10 um, that is, I think, pertinent for what's going on for this morning. And you've probably heard it before. Uh, it's, it's requoted from the Old Testament. And Paul is writing to the Romans, and he's uh, talking about just how important the message of the gospel is to get to people around the world, and how, how, much, uh, how big of an impact his people who are called by his name are in according to that mission. And so here's what he says in uh, chapter 10, verse 14. Uh, but how are they to call on him whom they've never believed? Okay. And how are they to believe in him who they have never heard? And how are they to hear without somebody preaching to them? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? That is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Paul knew how important the mission of the church was. Paul knew how important the, the fellow co-laborers in the kingdom were for that mission. God was in charge of changing hearts, but he uses his people to take the word out to the world. Um, there's a group that, uh, in, in the DR called Tierra Prometida um, that we get the opportunity to work with. Would you go ahead and throw up a picture of, of the team there uh, at Tierra Prometida? It's those five guys. Um, do you have that? Yeah, somewhere. Um, so uh, I'll keep talking until that shows up. Um, there, there's a, a team uh, that we get to work with. There they are. Um, as, as you can tell, this is not um, a real candid, uh, or I guess it is a candid shot. Um, these guys, uh, they're not big on pictures. They're not big on getting their name out anywhere. Um, these are uh, the guy there uh, on the end with the orange shirt. His name's Miguel. Um, Miguel has been in the DR for about 17 years now. He felt called by God to take the, the message of God um, to the Hispanic world. And God placed him in the DR. He fell in love with the people. Um, he, he met his bride, and they and his kids now live there for 17 years. And they spend their life taking the message of the gospel out to the far reaches of villages in, in the DR. And so two years ago, we got connected um, with Miguel and the ministry there. And uh, uh, Ryan Potter, actually, he uh, shared um, about what was going on there. He said, hey, what do you think about supporting these guys? And so I said, hey, let's talk to them. And so I talked with Miguel. Miguel talked to our elders. And we thought, why on earth wouldn't we be involved in this ministry? Because they are taking the gospel to uh, places in the unreached villages throughout the DR. They're planting churches just like we want to plant churches. And so we said yes. And so um, we, were, we were slowly starting to get connected with them. And as we got connected with them, there were little bits and pieces of how we were starting to get involved. And one of the actually first things we jumped into was VBS. Um, every year, our kids raise money for VBS. And, uh, and it goes to, to support a mission somewhere uh, that, we're, that we're connected with. And so this year, um, we said, hey, hey uh, Tierra Primitida, um, our church in, in uh, Vajahuelo, how can we help you um, with, with what you're doing there? Is there anything that this money could go to? And so uh, our pastor there, uh, Pastor Saulo, he said, absolutely, um, we have a stage that we need to work on um, that is kind of not really functional very well, and so could you help us with that? And we said, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm going to show you this first picture. Um, so their stage was just like a little platform and there was nothing over to the sides. And so they couldn't fit all their team on there. And they wanted to do VBS kind of stuff like our kids were doing. Uh, and so they wanted to fix their stage. And so uh, I, th I think the kids raised like $2,000 or $2,500 or something like that. Kids in a week um, who were coming here for VBS, they raised money for this. And so uh, they sent money over. And here's the next picture. Um, so uh, go back one real quick. Uh, that wall that they're working on there 
was uh, an opening that went to the back of, which just went out the back of the building. Um, and so uh, they said, let's close that up. Let's fix the stage. And so the next picture is um, what they did. They, so they closed up that door and that little space back there, Pastor Saulo, who didn't have an office space, um, was able to create an office space on the backside of the church. And then uh, the next picture is they uh, completed the stage. So uh, that little gap that was on the right, there was the same one on the left-hand side. So they uh, flattened out the, the surface of, of, the, um, of the stage, I guess, and they worked together on it. And then the next, and the next picture is there's the completed picture of it. So um, kids, and yeah, you can clap for that. That's kids. Kids did that. So uh, that was from VBS Funds, and so that was our first real interaction with, the pa- with Pastor Saulo and his church there, and so he knew that there was a partnership that was really forming, uh, but when we went to uh, Vihuelo, uh this time, um, it was the first time that we were actually spending time with Pastor Saulo and Pastor Richard, who actually goes to Rio de Riba, that's about 15 minutes away from the church. And so what we're doing is we're working with uh, Pastor Saulo, which is a healthy church in Vihuelo, to help support him and his church to plant a church in Rio de Riba. And so for the last week, um, what we did is we spent time um, building that relationship with the church in Vihuelo and spending all of our time in Rio de Riba, where that church is eventually going to be planted and starting to plant the, the seed of the gospel in that space. And so um, I'm going to be quiet, and I want you to hear uh, from the team. I said, let's share, what did you see God doing um, in our time there, and what did God start to do in your heart? So they're just going to talk about that with you guys. And apparently Ryan's going first. Parent. Apparently, because they like handed me the microphone, I was hoping it'd start down there. Um, so I guess uh, one of the things, this was different for me just because this was like my sixth time going down there. and um, But it was, it was different for me in the sense that I got to spend a lot of time um, with Pastor Anthony too, um, meeting with their staff and the pastor there and, uh, and our interpreters. Like I'd known the interpreters from... Um, the last few times that I've went, but I've never really got the opportunity to kind of get to know them on more of a personal level. Um, and so for me, it was fun to be able to uh, sit and talk with them, get to know them on a personal level, um, get to know about things with their families and their struggles and their challenges and what they're going through, and then just be able to like pray with them. Um, so for me, it was it was kind of cool just to see God work in, in that way. Um, you know, one of the most memorable moments for me, hopefully I'm not stealing this again from you, but um, is at the end when we were like saying our goodbyes and stuff, um, Pastor Solo came up to me and Anthony, it, I did, I did, I took it, and um, he just basically took Anthony's head in one arm and my head in the other arm, and he like just brought us in and held us, and literally it was like an embrace for, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute, and uh, he wouldn't let go, and he just started crying, and um, and so that that for me was like, okay, like our time here was, was meaningful. Um, I feel like a deep relationship was built with him, and uh, we've earned his trust and his respect, and uh, we're more than excited to partner with him. So um, we got to hear him preach, and then also um, Pastor Richard preached too, and I, I can tell you guys, like, we, we definitely mm-hmm. match well um, with them, and they are very bold and very strong, and um, they do not mess around no. when it comes to calling out stuff. No. So it was uh, really cool to be a part of and to get to see. So 
That was mine. One of the things in the village of Rio de Riba is that there is strongholds of, of witchcraft and, and idol worship. And when we, so our first, we had uh, two, two nights where we had an outdoor service uh, in, in Rio de Riba. So we spent an hour, hour and a half with, with the folks there um, after doing VBS all day. And uh, Richard preached. Richard is um, kind of the associate pastor to Saulo in Bahuelo. Um, and he's the primary pastor who's going into Rio de Riba and spending his time there. Saulo joins him, but Richard's kind of the pastor uh, in, in Rio de Riba. And so he was preaching that night. And uh, he was preaching on uh, building a firm foundation. So we used Jesus talking about the sand and the, uh, and the rock and building your house on, on the rock. And that night, man, he called out, like he preached. I'm talking like he preached and it was so good. Um, but one of the things that I really appreciated about him is that he went after um, the household gods and he went after the idols and he went after witchcraft and he called those things out. Um, and when he did, you could just see people responding uh, to that. So um, like Ryan said, I do think we're really well, well matched in. Richard's doing fantastic. Just whatever the spirit leads. There you go. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, I could really see God working things out for His good in the DR, and He was there working through the language barrier, and I felt like we were able to understand like each other, even though I don't really know any Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and then like feeling the power of the Holy Spirit and seeing the power of prayer because I had people pray for me in Spanish and I don't know Spanish but I could feel the Holy Spirit and then like how God put this team together and just working in all of our hearts and yeah and then just like we're new creations in Christ and God has been working in my heart long before the DR and I could see him working during and after. And yeah, I'm just learning a lot and what it looks like to be fully surrendered and how hard it is. And if we continually like pray and go to scriptures and focus in on what's true right now, God will get us through it. And I just came back with like a new perspective and realizing the only thing we need in this life is Jesus, and we can't get our happiness and satisfaction from ourself, no other person, or anything else on this earth. And yeah, so it was so like simple there. And yeah, as, as you can tell, Lexi loves talking in front of people. Loves it. <laughs> so one one night we we like we had to give two testimonies uh, in in these outdoor services. We didn't have to. We got to, and and we were sitting in our every night. We had a debriefing time. Um, at the end of the night. And so at the end of Monday night, we said, hey, um, uh, we need two people to give their testimony tomorrow during the outdoor service. Uh, who, who will do it? And uh, Lexi stepped up uh, to share her testimony with the people, uh, even though sh she really doesn't like to talk in front of people. <laughs> God, God had been putting it on her heart a long time ago to share with the people of DR what he had done and had, had been doing in her life. So um, yeah, so awesome. Okay, so since we got back, people keep saying, oh, I want to hear all about your trip and tell me all the things. I'm like, if you have like a half a day, then we can hang out and we can talk about it because I feel like 
like even thinking about sharing this morning, I'm like, I don't even know. There's so many things like that God was doing in the people there and in us and the team. And so, but I think one thing as I'm sitting here that's kind of sticking out to me is how, um, I think something we all noticed was how, obviously where we were and where we were ministering, they don't have a lot as far as, you know, our perspective, but they are so happy. Mm. (laughs) They are so happy just living life. They're all about relationships and being together and hospitality. I mean, the, the little gifts here and there, like fruit and flowers and like we got a bunch of avocados one day straight off the tree and they're massive. Like it was just really cool. Um, but it's just so interesting because then the contrast here of we have all of these things and we have so much more material, materialistically speaking, than they do for the most part. And um, so that kind of contrast really kind of hit me and it's something I've continued to kind of ponder as we've come back. But I feel like along with that is over there we did, so we did a few days of house visits. So we do the VBS and then um, we'd split up into groups and we'd go out and we'd walk through the village. And if people were outside or if their door was open, if they had a door, we would you know, say hi, we had interpreters with us, but, um, and truly the intent was literally just dive in, share the gospel. And for me, like, I also don't like speaking in front of people at all. So, (laughs) and then let alone the fact that you're like, okay, we're asking these people, like, just straight up, like, hey, let's talk about Jesus, which is awesome, but it's also nerve-wracking. You don't know them. There's huge barriers, language, just culturally even, um, but it was amazing to experience. They would welcome you in. They'd, they'd take you in the back if it was nice out to their yard, their yard, which was just like dirt in dirt. Like it was, <laughs> there was not really a yard. It was just, you know, their little houses, and then everyone kind of, it was almost like, um, like house after house, um, kind of connected in a way, but We'd we'd sit out there. They'd all make sure they they brought chairs for everyone. A super hospitable. One lady brought out us a bunch of like sweet lemons, and so Francie, our interpreter, was like cutting open lemons for everyone. And um, but how open they are to talking about Jesus, whether they know him or whether they don't, whether they're living for him or whether they're choosing not to. Um, here, I feel like sometimes it can be hard because sometimes it's met with a lot of animosity or a lot of like, I don't want to hear that. Like, don't push that on me, that kind of thing. But there it was so like refreshing and powerful because they would sit and they would, even if they were like looking at the ground, they would respond to the questions. There was one particular house where there was an older Um, It was a father, his adult daughter, and then her little boy. They all lived together. And um, it was very clear that they were choosing not to live for God. They weren't interested in choosing that (laughs) at that time. But we just continued to talk with them and get their story and share more scripture um, with them. And so then after we did these home visits, we would or doing them, then we would ask if we could pray for them. So the older father was like, yeah, please pray for me. Like it was, it was a sudden, like obvious shift 
in his countenance after we had talked with him and prayed with him. And then after that, we had invited them, because that was part of the point, was to invite them to the outdoor service later. And it was really neat because we saw later at the service that they actually showed up, which we were not expecting, because they were very much like, no, 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 we don't want to accept Jesus right now. Like, kind of like a little laughing about it a little bit, but, um, and they showed up, and so it was just cool to see what God did with that, and, and, and going out in obedience, even being nervous about it, and having language barriers and all of that. It's like God's bigger than all of that stuff, and so for me, as far as a takeaway, I kept thinking, and I talked with Ryan about this in, in detail one day, like, okay, how do I come home and do that? Like, I want to share this with people. Like, it's kind of renews your fire and your passion for just straight up saying, hey, do you know Jesus? Like, do you know how much he loves you? Do you know what he did for you? Let me share the scripture with you. Um, and really just the conviction um, of it's starting just right where we're planted. So like neighbors and stuff. And me being someone who's not terribly outgoing or anything like that, um, it's like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> I did it over there. I can do it here. And so that's something that I personally wanted to take away um, from it and do. And also one more quick thing. I know I'm sorry I'm talking rambling. This is why I say I need hours and hours to talk about it because there's so much. Um, it was really cool um, to have this experience. I'm going to start crying with... Zane, my son, and just seeing him dive in, like, <laughs> there was a very clear, it's like, you could see the change in him from day one to the last day, and that's all I prayed for, for him and God showed up, and he did it, so. Hola. Um, <laughs> uh, I had the best time in the DR, and I'm just going to share some of my favorite memories. Um, so every day when the bus was pulling up to Rio Reba, um, the kids would see us coming up, and they would run out of the school and the hug Yes, yeah. And the local celebrity would step off the bus. Yeah. Every time, every time that we, like, so we rolled up to the VBS site in the school on, uh, a, like, a van bus kind of yeah. a deal that held us very tightly, and half of Vihuelo rolling into to Rio Rio because we picked up a bunch of kids. And then when we would get off the bus, if it wasn't JC getting off first, yeah. they all waited. And, and, and then when JC got off, it was like the celebrity was in town. Like, everybody ran to JC. Like, she was the local celebrity for sure. No, no. If you want to feel bad about yourself, get off before JC. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or last because nobody, yeah, this is how it works. <laughs> so thanks for being humble on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Um, also, the, our friends like from the church in Valuelo would ride the bus with us every day. And we would turn on Disney songs that they would know, and so they could sing in Spanish and we could sing in English. So that was cool because we couldn't really talk to each other, but we still got to sing together. Um, the kids also loved braiding my hair. I got a new hairstyle every day. That was fun. Um, I loved just walking around the village and meeting all the families and getting to pray for them and give them Bibles. 
Um, I also got to work on my Spanish a little bit. That was fun. And then on the last day, we got to climb the hill and look over the whole village that we had been at all week. And that was really, really cool. Um, yeah, there are a lot of memories that I could tell you about. Um, but like looking back and reflecting, I didn't really want to go to the DR. Um, the timing wasn't great and I had a lot of fears going into it. Um, but the week of the deadline, it felt like everyone was asking, about, asking me about the DR and asking if I was going. And it just felt like God was telling me that I needed to go on this trip. Um, and then once I went, everything that I had worried about, God completely put at ease. But not only that, is I had one of the best weeks of my life there. Um, so looking back, I just feel like God is telling me, like, look at all you would have missed out on if it had gone your way. Um, look at all that you would have missed if you had let your fear get in the way of my plan. Um, so I'm glad ultimately that I listened to God and I went on the trip because I really got to see the fulfillment of following God's plan. Um, and my favorite Bible verse is Zephaniah 317, and it says that with his love, he will calm all your fears. And it was really cool to see God do that in my life and my week in the DR. Well, um, one other thing, JC and I played our ukuleles down there, and she eventually gave her ukulele to a young man. And if you could have just seen their excitement about that, <laughs> that was a real blessing. She's a, she's a sweetheart. So first of all, I just want to say prayer is really important to me, and I want to thank you for praying. Because um, in preparing for this trip, Anthony and Ryan sort of gave said that told about the darkness just what you guys were talking about the voodoo and witchcraft and things like that so I was preparing my heart for that and praying and I know all of you were praying and when we got there I did not sense that mm -hmm. I mean it might have been there yeah. but I didn't sense that and I, as I recall these two guys on the last day or so said it was different this time and I just want to praise God and give him the glory that your prayers, the prayers of all the people. Raj and I sent out like 30 letters just asking for prayer to people that I know are prayer warriors. And I just want to give God praise because I think he, 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 he shed a light down there in our path before us and prepared a way to allow ministry to happen. Mm -hmm. And I believe it did. We, you know, we did our best to plan a VBS not knowing how in the world that was going to happen with the language barrier. I was really just saying, I'll do my best. To, we'll do our best to put something together, and we'll just put it out there. But I'll tell you what, this team and God used every single member of this team to just perform and present, and, and God gave us a beautiful interpreter. Her name was Bianca, and I could narrate the story, and she just she did way beyond what I said, I'm sure, to relate to these children. And it was just, it was a wonderful combination, and I know God provided that, and I'm grateful. And she even one day, the very first day, our craft was a coloring kind of craft. And so we had the kids split, big kids, little kids. And she says, when the little kids got done and the big kids were coming in, she's like, oh, what are you going to do with these boys? They're not going to color. If you could have seen that uh, scramble to get a hold of colors and, piece and uh, paper plates to color, those boys just dove in, and they loved it. And every day, you know, I'm sorry, Maris, we destroyed six boxes of colors. But, man, they had fun. <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I think the message of Jesus was given. 
And I just praise God for what he did through the people on this team to, to make that happen. It was wonderful. And I'm grateful. And um, so finally, I guess I just want to say what my takeaway for the whole, the whole week is that I got p- pictures of faces and personalities of the men on this team and their wives and their families who are so dedicated to sharing Jesus with the people down there who need it. I mean, Val in Rio Arriba is such a simple village. I mean, their homes are so simple and so rustic, and yet they need Jesus, you know, and these little kids just followed us everywhere in the village. It was just like you know, crazy, like we had a flute, you know, and they were following us. I don't know. It was amazing. They were so hungry for that fellowship and, you know, the Lord. So my takeaway is going to be the faces of these men who are so dedicated, who love Jesus, who want people to know, want their people to know Jesus. And so I, you know, just like Dee made the card for the team going, I want to make a card of their faces because uh, we need to have ongoing prayer. This partnership is really important. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it. I felt that they, that you as a body of Christ here at Riverview, supporting them, mm-hmm. it, this is really big. Yeah. God's opened a door to do something really good. He's already started a work. So I just want to invite you to continue to pray. And, and I'm going to be an advocate and try to, try to help you do that. But prayer is what, what I'm... I'm taking away to really continue to pray. Miguel didn't ask us to pray once a week or once a month. He said, please pray every day. And I'm not so great about doing that consistently, but I'm, that's my prayer that I will, and I pray that you will as well. And for the, the seeds that were planted, that they'll really grow. And for Pastor Richard, as he goes there once a week and does his thing there to try and reach the people, pray that the Lord would go before him and use him. And Anthony asked us to kind of gather our thoughts on that on Saturday of what we experienced. And I don't know, on the last day out on the bus, riding the bus out of the village, um, a lot of thoughts came to me as I looked around. And the next day then when we were thinking about our thoughts of what we did, I don't know, I'm not a poet. <laughs> I like to write my thoughts. So I wrote a poem the next day. It just came in a little rhythm. So if I share it with you, I'm going to stick my neck out there, and you can take it or leave it. So it's called Leaving Rio Arriba, The Last Day. Last time soaking in the beauty of these hills, the sense that maybe time really can stand still, abandoning the restlessness, the restfulness of this place, I confess there's an angst in my heart that I fear I'll forget. So I'll ponder and ruminate on the memories I'll tell, Praying, God, in your mercy, draw deep from the swell. This experience I've had, and remind me to tell everyone I encounter that your spirit reveals, the creator, our God, he is here. He is here. In the eyes of the child and the adult that is near, whether at home or abroad, may he be seen and revered by all who love him and are called by his name. To God be the glory forever. Amen. Roger, right before you talk, I've got to say something about uh, Terry and JC, about the VBS, because the VBS was one of the main things that we did throughout the week uh, for, for, the, for the kids, and uh, 
they asked us to bring a VBS for the kids to take into Rio Arriba. And um, I'm not a VBS creator, just, just not, okay? Maris does a fantastic job at that. That's just not what I do. And so I sent almost like a frantic text to all of our team. And, and I said, hey, um, we've got to come up with a VBS. Um, I don't want to do it. Can somebody take it on? And so Terry and JC both said, I, I would love to do that. Um, and, and, and Lexi helped as well. And, and so what they did is they wrote four days of VBS curriculum with uh, um, a, a teaching and with crafts and with games. And it was fantastic. It was like it came out of a book, but it came out of Terry's head and, and JC and Lexi. And then they, they created... Um, uh, puppets and all this kind of stuff, like so the kids would understand. It was just, it was just awesome. So um, they were amazing. They they put it together in in less than a month. And so thank you guys for doing that. Well, I kind of went down as part of the leadership of the church, kind of wanting to see what this all was and be able to come back and tell you guys about it. I might be repeating some of the stuff that Anthony said, but I think we need to repeat it so we understand what actually it is that we're doing down there. Um, I don't know if everybody knows it or not, but Riverview has the DNA of church planting in it. It's DNA. It, it really is. We started planting churches even while we were building this church in our 30-mile radius that we used to pray about. We've blown that 30-mile radius way out of the water on this one and with what's going on in India. Um, this is set up to plant a church in the end in Rio Riva, that mountain village that we were in. That's the goal. That's what the Tira Prima? I can't ever yeah, say, can't say, yeah. say them It means right. promised land. Yeah, the yeah. promised land is what it means. Um, those guys that were in the picture up there. And they're doing this in a number of different communities down there. But we are paired with the church in Valoel, um, Pastor Solo's church. They volunteered as a church to plant another church up in the mountains. Okay, we're supporting them and helping them do that. So that's the overall vision of what this is. With the goal of that Bible teaching church being up there in that mountain village, yeah. which has nothing. At yeah, this in, time. In, a, in a five year span. Like yeah. in five years, five the, years the, the launch of that church. That five year span means that what they want to do is raise up someone within that village to become the pastor in the end. Richard is doing the visits twice a week to the to the to the town to build that community. It it might only end up being like a life group. It might be a church that they're doing outside underneath the same tree that we did in front of the bar in town. We were tree, underneath the tree, a big shade tree right out front is where we did services at. It might only be that in the end, but that's the goal to this all. Mm -hmm. So I, I want you guys to know what we're praying for and everything. Then when it comes to the experience of it, um, a lot of neat things happened. I, I hear it in, in what they're saying here. Um, I don't know if you guys understood it. We were out walking the streets to invite people in or to stop and, and share testimony with them. But the last service that day we went out, we had a little bit bigger group that, that I went with, and we went down the, down the hill, down into the lower part of the village. And, of course, we had JC with us, so a lot of local kids follow us, right? <laughs> so uh, I'm watching this. Those local kids are running up to the bushes, and... Rio Reba is a very beautiful place. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what it looks like in the spring when the, when the fruit trees come out because the avocado trees and there's plum trees and guava, I don't know what all there is. There's so many different things. And the kids were bring, bringing up the flowers that were there. There's still flowers blooming on some of the trees, 
bringing him up and giving him to the to the girls and the ladies, and, and they each had a handful. They couldn't even carry all the flowers they were getting. And then they started pulling the fruit off the trees. Even if it was green, they were bringing it to us and wanting us to try it. So it was just kind of amazing, like being in, in a paradise or in the garden. Mm. And I thought about that. But then I, I turned around and I watched from the back, and as the group went forward, you could just see the joy that, that everyone had in that group. The kids following and, and all excited. And people were coming out of the houses and talking to us. And we were getting the chance to share with them and invite them to the service. Um, I got the feeling like we were walking with Jesus mm. and the disciples and the excitement that they must have caused when they walked into a village and the word traveled through the village. And then the people were drawn in to hear Jesus' teaching. Mm. And I think that's what happened there a little mm. bit. I think it's going to have to keep happening because we don't want those strongholds to come back. The guys talked about that in other villages in the past where they didn't have the support for that church or that town after a, a, a mission group went in there. And Satan came back even in more powerfully than when he was there before. So the goal here with these guys is to keep going, keep mm -hmm. that twice a week thing happening with Richard and us coming back once or twice a year, mm -hmm. and the local church going up there whenever, helping with the services and stuff. So that's how to be praying for it. That's what I saw when I was over there. Um, my experience was very much similar. Um, but for me, I'm a very busy guy. Like Some of you guys know me pretty well in here. I don't slow down very much. And uh, probably the biggest thing for me this last week was just the simplicity. Mm. You don't have to have X, Y, and Z to be happy. Um, I like a lot of things. I have a lot of things. But I come back and it's like none of that stuff is important. Um, you know, <laughs> the only thing you need is God, is Jesus. And nothing else matters. Um, you can have one dollar or a million dollars it doesn't matter and you know, I know some of these guys pretty well beforehand um, we're not friends anymore we're family um, this is <laughs> thanks for clarifying that Josh uh, eight days with somebody can really change some things it could have gone either way on that like, li living in a house you know with not family you get to become family pretty quick um but, yeah, we can laugh. It's fine. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit. This house that we stayed in, whoo, like zero airflow, 95 degrees, 80% humidity every day. Like, you, we have wind here. We're on an island. You think there'd be wind? There ain't no wind. Um, and showers was a five-gallon bucket with a cup that you'd used, no hot water, it was cold water. Um, so you know, whoo, you got used to that real quick. Um, very refreshing. It was very refreshing, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, part of that is just, it's simple, you know? Yeah. yeah, they have electricity, but you know, okay, I'll expand on that. We're talking about houses. Generally speaking, you went into houses and they all had flat screens with satellite, like in a town of 300 people in the mountains. Uh, but, you know, you, you take all that back and it's just simple, you know, 
coming from an ag background, there's a number of farmers in here. I texted Corey, my wife, and I said, hey, we're going to move here. <laughs> and and she, I don't know if it's going to happen, so don't like, freak out. Uh, but, you know, she goes, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we're going to farm. She said, farm what? And I'm like, whatever we want. Um, you know, they had a lot of the same stuff here. And, you, you know, just, just seeing similarities, but the big differences. I have some pictures. We farm with equipment here. They literally have two ox and a plow running in a circle. Um, but, uh, you know, it just goes back to the, the simpleness. It doesn't matter to them. It, it's, they're just happy, you know, and, and part of the biggest thing for me to come back was just, you know, you can just be happy in whatever you have, no matter what it is, where it is, where you are, it doesn't matter, um, as long as you have a relationship with God, and uh, probably the, the biggest thing for me over everything is, yes, I read my Bible, and I pray, and everything else, but I have never studied the Bible like I did in the week that I was there, um, which was just enlightening for me. Um, just a weight has come off. And I'm reading Revelation, which is not for the faint of heart at all. Um, I've asked Anthony when he's going to teach on it, but he wouldn't give an answer for that. Um, but later. Later, yeah. yeah. This is probably my favorite verse in all of the Bible, and it's Revelation 1-3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. And I shared this in one of the uh, debriefs that we'd have at night. Actually, it was, it was the last night. And, you know, for everything that's happened, the only thing that matters is pretty much what was read in that verse. The Bible is true, it's real, it's 100% real, and God is coming back. Jesus is coming. Whenever it is, we don't know. Mm -hmm. But if we don't share that with other people, then life doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and so I cannot wait to go back. Um, we've talked about it a little bit when the next trip is going to happen, and I, I, I can't wait. Thanks, guys. Anybody else? Got anything else to share? I got one more thing. One more thing. Um, so Josh kind of hit on that and I, I think we can echo that is um, when you get a week to spend with people that you see in church here and there you know but like having that week together um, I think we can all say that friendships have got deeper just with this group and and hanging out so that's one benefit I think of like going on a trip like this as you're going down to serve, but you're also um, getting to know each other that you l actually live with and serve with mm -hmm. every single Sunday. Um, and you're getting to know them on a deeper level because a lot of times, even over coffee or having people over for dinner and life groups, like you get to know those people, but you don't have a long period of time like, like that, you know? You get to see what people are like when they're stressed and we've been traveling for eight hours in a day. And you get to see, you know, what happens when people start getting hungry or, um, you know, one of my favorite things is like when we get there with Lexi, she's like, hey, we need to go find like some Coca-Cola and some 7-Up. And, um, and it was just great to be able to just get to know everyone on a deeper level, but also understand like what everybody's needs were and to be able to fit in together and, and work that out. Um, another thing, because I see Ian here. Um, 
something that was very, um, JC and I were having this conversation as I was there, and I was like, man, this is unique for me because her grandma uh, was somebody that was a volunteer in youth group when I was in youth group. And um, so I was like, this is amazing. Like, to get to see how her grandma had an impact in my life growing up in youth group and investing in me. And then now I'm on this trip with her granddaughter. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, this is like full circle, which is pretty cool. Um, and so just, I just wanted to, to say that that was kind of fun, just to be like, hey, I'm, I'm here with Anne and her family again, and just full circle and how, um, you may not think that making an investment um, if you're, you're helping out in youth group or, or any of those things can really make an impact, but literally like the full circle of somebody that invested in me and then it was the opportunity for me to invest back and like lead a trip with you. It was really cool just to be a part of that. So, okay, you can talk now. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. I like listening to you guys. So what you were saying is we are still friends. Is that yeah. what I, is that what yeah. I heard? Okay. I think yeah. So. yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are six other members of this team, um, four of which are either out of uh, state right now or unavailable. Um, and uh, so we had 14 people who went down on this trip. And so God, I think, just did an amazing thing um, in us while we we're there. When you go on mission trips, and you're like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to do all this stuff, and it's going to be a blessing. And it always is. It's a blessing usually wherever you go. But the return benefit is that w- the people who go end up being blessed as well. Um, so I want to thank you all for contributing, um, whether you prayed or whether you financially gave. Um, it, was po- it was made possible because of you and others who, who prayed and uh, gave to, to the effort. So, so thank you for being a part of it in, in that way. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed, as Jenna shared, is uh, this was the first time that one of my kids got to go out of country on a mission trip. And so Adeline and I got to go uh, down together. And it was just fun watching her interact with the kids. And it was fun actually watching her and Zane uh, interact. Those two did Bible studies together uh, every night. Uh, so they were in God's Word and they were growing. And then uh, I think uh, Carly even ended up jumping in on their Bible studies as well. So it, it, was, just a re- it was just a really sweet time. Uh, so uh, again, uh, thank you for that. Um, there is a sad note, though, on, uh, that gets wrapped up uh, in this. And I'm going to share this with you guys. Um, while we were there... Um, I think the, the, the last day or the second to the last day um, we were getting ready to leave, um, Miguel, uh, who has started Tierra Primitiva, he says that he's not the, the leader, all five of them share in leadership, but he's helped start the, the deal. Um, but while uh, we were there, his mother passed away. Um, and uh, he apologized for not being as present as he wanted to be, um, but then he shared why, and it was his mom that passed away. Now, if you know anything about uh, missionaries who are living in country, um, they are on full support. Uh, they, they're not usually making money um, in the country that they're in, and that's the same deal with Miguel. Um, and so uh, one of our hearts is to help uh, him. They had, he and his family had to travel back to the States um, to go uh, to his mother's funeral. Uh, and so I, I, if if at all possible, I would love for us to help cover uh, his travel expenses or their travel expenses uh, to, make it, to make it here. And so um, there are offering boxes that are in the back. If you want to write a check, um, you, you can make it out to Riverview, but in the bottom, um, you just write a funeral fund um, or, or something like that uh, and, and put it in, or you can give online um, or uh, through, our, through our app. And Ted, would you just throw that up there, um, the, the giving app? It's uh, uh, text Riverview Give. Um, to whatever the number is, 
something. You don't have that memorized? No, I don't have it memorized. That one right there, 77977. Um, there is a mission fund in, in the drop down, uh, and whatever goes to mission today, um, uh, we, will, we will send to help cover their costs. It's, it's not cheap right now to fly. Uh, and so they are traveling with how many of There's six of them. But, it was like 7500 bucks. 7500 bucks uh, to travel. And so whatever we can do to, to help uh, them travel. Um, but I, I want to say again, thank you um, for the team who went to you guys who are helping to support. And, uh, and like Roger said, this is the beginning of our, of our five-year partnership. And it's really cool to see the partnership take place. And um, I'm excited about it. So let's pray. When, when's the next trip? So the next trip, actually, uh, the rotation is going to be um, hopefully um, May and uh, September. May, September, May, September, May, September. And the May trips, we are going to try to figure out how to send uh, a, a student-led, um, not student-led, but student life um, trip uh, down uh, to help work with their youth and, and be a part of that. So um, if you have uh, a, an upper teenager, be thinking about how uh, that is going to impact your life because they will be asking you, can I go on that trip? Um, and all, all, of, all of our instinct is to say, no, you can't go um, because it's not safe or whatnot. Um, but the experience that they're going to have is, is going to be fantastic because they're going to be sharing the gospel in, in a very intense way. Um, so uh, there's going to be a May trip um, in the works coming up for student life, uh, upper student life to go. And then in September again um, will be the next uh, um, adult and um, 12 and up uh, with your kids to be able to go. So yeah, does that make answer? So May, May, September, May, September, yeah. May, September for the next five years. Um, so let's pray and then we'll, we'll sing our way out of here. Uh, Father, uh, thank you so much uh, for the work that, that you did uh, this past week and just for allowing us to be a part of it. You could do all of that all by yourself. Um, you do amazing things all by yourself, but yet you allowed us to be a part and uh, to, to echo in with what Paul says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news and that we got to be a small part of that for a week. And we just pray for the partnership that we have now with the church in Viola, with Saulo and Richard and their spouses, and to be able to go and to be a part of that. God, we're just incredibly excited about that. We pray for the church in, uh, to, to be in Rio de Riba. We pray for the believers that are already beginning to rise up and for, for that, one, uh, that one lady who, who trusted Christ, that she would be a voice in the village, that she would cry and echo um, the name of Jesus and it would resound amongst the mountains there and people would hear that and hear her testimony. We pray for those who, um, the seed that was planted, God, that that would be watered and that would grow and they would come to, to, to faith in, in your son Jesus. And we just pray for the work that's already begun and that you're going to continue to grow there. Um, would you just bless it, I pray, and for future trips and the partnership that we have, God, would you just uh, cause amazing things there and in us here in our area. And for us to have the same boldness in the states, here in our country, um, here in our state, here in our little village, in our city, to be able to share the name of Jesus and to have the confidence to do that, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.